Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome to the Tony and Dakota podcast. Today, we got another special guest. This is Dave Sussman, David Sussman. Uh, he is a realtor. He owns Leo's Listings LLC, right? That's it. And uh, we're going to be asking him some questions today. He's he's moved around a lot. I was looking at all of the different things that you've done. You've had a really rich life already. And uh, how did you end up in Fort Wayne? Because it looked like you started off in New York. Yep. Then you ended up in Michigan. Then Miami, Florida. All the way to Fort Wayne, Indiana. Why <laughs> did you settle for a place that's so cold? All righty. So um, I uh, was born and raised. Well, actually, I was born in Michigan. But I grew up in upstate New York, basically. Um, went to culinary school. So I was in the restaurant business for 15 years before I got into real estate. Um, worked in restaurants ever since I was 18. And I ended up going to culinary school in the city, in New York City. And so I went to school down there, worked in some restaurants. And I met this girl um, from Fort Wayne, Indiana. That's where it all that's starts. That, yeah, that, so that's what brought me out here. Long story short, uh, we have a child together, and she really wanted to raise him out here, and so I said, let's give it a shot. Um, in New York, when we met, we first decided to move down to Florida, um, and she she was she wasn't feeling it. She she didn't like she didn't like Florida, um, so I ended up coming out here, and that was 2017. Um, and when I came out here, I seen a great opportunity. Like, I always wanted to get into real estate, but, like, living in New York and Miami, like, it's so expensive, right? And I came out here, and I was seeing houses for, like, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000, and I just seen an opportunity. And um, I got my first flip uh, southeast Fort Wayne. It was, like, a small ranch on a slab. Um, it had some foundation issues. <clears throat> what zip code? What is that? Um, 07 or 03? I think it was 03. Okay. Off, like, south Calhoun. southeast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Calhoun? It's off South Calhoun. Okay. Morningside or something like that. That's either 06 or 07 probably on Calhoun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, anywho, I really didn't know crap about construction, and uh, I always like to, like, work with my hands and stuff. Um, and so, really, like, I just started researching a lot, and I worked with a lot of contractors. Like, for the foundation issue, I was like, okay, um, I just started like Googling stuff like and I found this company like A1 Concrete Leveling mm -hmm. where they actually come out and they like jack the, the foundation up. And um, in the beginning, it was a lot of subcontracting. So like I'd bring in plumbers and, you know, um, electricians and it was super expensive. Right. And I was just like, wow. And it was like their schedules were super tough because it's like, oh, I can't start your job for three weeks. But it's like you got floors going in and it's like you got to stay on schedule. So I literally like. I, in the beginning, I paid a lot for contractors, but I learned so much from them. I was like, listen, this stuff is not rocket science. Like, if they can do it, I'm pretty sure I could do it. And so that's when I just started, you know, building and growing. And, and it really is, like, I don't mean to sound corny, but it is all about networking. Mm -hmm. Like, from the contractors to the building inspectors to the, you know, the pro desk at Lowe's. Like, you know, wholesalers working with you guys is incredible. Like, every time I need a house, like, you just throw me lock boxes and I'm like, go check them out, you know? So yep. it, it really is about networking. I like it. So you, are you, like, do you have your license, your real estate license? No, so I'm not really a realtor. I work with a realtor. So um, back in 2017, when I first moved out here, a big influence in getting involved in real estate was 
I linked up with this girl called Reagan Stackhouse. She works with Keller Williams. And yep. she was just starting, and I was just starting. She was like, listen, I think it's a great market, um, and your goals, I think, are super achievable out here. And we and we both, you know, I, w- I would buy, she would, she, would, she would do the buyer side and the seller side for me. And we built that loyalty, and probably we've done, like, Probably like forty deals at this point. Wow! Yeah, so that's crazy. Grow with, like she brings so much value to the table. Like what she can get me for the properties is just like she takes it to a different level. Wow! She stages it. She and she's grown so much in her career, and having her in my network is has been huge. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. we need to get her on the podcast. I know yeah. we, we we tried to get her on the podcast once, had some scheduling issues, but yeah, we need to get her on and hear, that would be hear awesome. her strategies. Yeah, and yeah, how she does. She's that. incredible. I really think she's like one of the top realtors in this town. I think she is. I really I think her numbers actually do say that. What about your uh, contractor's license? Do you have that? Yes. So I'm a licensed general contractor. I got that about two years ago. And what pushed me to get that was um, we were running in so many problems with um, the building department and obtaining permits. And, you know, so I was like, again, I just was like, um, yeah, it was like, I'm just going to take it in my own hands, then putting it in some other guy's hands and waiting and and yeah. so I studied, I took that test, um, took me a couple of times to pass it, but I mean, I got that piece of paper and now I'm a licensed residential general contractor so I could pull permits and, and do all that type of stuff. That's awesome. Yep. Do you own any rental properties then? Are you only do doing flips? Not. So I'm mm. all flips. Um, I'm interested. I was talking to Dakota a little bit about it, but I, um, I am interested in doing some like refinancing and like getting getting some renters in there. I just got this property up at the lake and I would love to do like Airbnbs or something like that. Yep, I love it. So what got you going from culinary to real estate specifically then? Cause that seems like a, that seems like a big jump. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I always had a, I was always interested in it. I used to love to watch those shows. I still do love to watch those shows like Flip or Flop. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm like, wow, like this is incredible. Like even when they do bad, they still do good. That's <laughs> <laughs> TV. Like, like, yeah, it is TV. It, totally. Um, but I just, I guess I seen an opportunity and ran with it out here. You know, when I, when I seen that first flip for $32,000, I was just like, man, like, this is, you know, this it's achievable, you know, and it's just like it's it's about getting out there and 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 getting your hands dirty a bit and and getting it done. Yeah. Did you ever have any uh, um, fear like getting into it or like were you scared at all or walk us through like how you got your first deal and what that looked like? Yeah. Um, so to be honest with you, I basically. Rest his soul, my grandfather passed away, 2017, and he left my mother some inheritance. And I convinced her to let me utilize that money to flip a property. Wow. Like, like I said, we paid 32000 We probably put twenty into it, and Reagan got us 102000 Wow. On the first deal. And it just kind of snowballed after that. Um, I guess I was kind of used to like a high stress environment working in a restaurant kitchen. It's kind of like I take the same mentality and process that I would manage like cooks and dishwashers mm-hmm. and servers as I manage like trades in a construction project. Like it's all about preparation. Like, 
you know, having materials is like having your, you know, y- your food ordered and just having everything in a row to smoothly handle that situation. Yeah. Were the, are there numbers a lot bigger with real estate than like with food or anything? Or is it like oh, actually yeah. not that much yeah, different? A lot more. So that was like a salary job and I was working crazy hours. Like I would work, you know, sometimes two weeks in a row, 13 hour days. You work till two in the morning. So I was always kind of used, especially in New York City, it was like you work just like crazy hours. Yeah. And it's like I still work crazy hours, but it's a little more rewarding. And I honestly yeah. feel like I don't work a day in my life because I love what I do. Yeah. And are the payoff's bigger. And the payoff, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Are you still active as a contractor then? So you still work actively on all your deals? Yeah, I get my hands dirty. So, you know, I have about four uh, people that work for me, like Monday through Friday, like 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are my guys that, you know, will tackle anything. Flooring, plumbing, framing, tile work, painting, a lot of that stuff. So I utilize my own guys to do a lot of that work. But I also... I'm the one that gets it started. I'm the one that gets the plans together, gets the materials. Okay, let's do it like this, this. So basically coordinating it. Mm. Gotcha. Uh, You said that sometimes it doesn't pay off. And then, you know, you talk about in the TV shows, whenever it doesn't go bad, it actually isn't that bad. Talk about, like, uh, one that did go bad for you. What happened? What did you learn from it? And then, like, did you lose money on it? Or did it all end up good like the TV shows? It was like a break even, but it was a six months of work to break even. That's basically a loss for me. So like I had a lot of momentum on that first deal. Like I said, we did great on that first flip. And then I bought this other flip. And um, just from the get go, like um, I paid too much for it. And then I put too much into it and it just took too much time. And after it was all said and done, it sat on the market for months. We adjusted pricing. And then like, like I said, after everything and said and done it was it was like a, I got my money out of it but six months of work in one flip at the time is a lot so I mean that was that was an L yeah um, you're funny you, you tell the story <laughs> like I do all right man I bought it for too much I put too much into it and then I broke even that's the story <laughs> give us the details the on details. Uh, yeah give us some more details oh, on man. how you found that um, like, what do you mean by you put too much into it? Does stuff just keep going wrong that you didn't see up front? Like, tell us how this whole thing played out. You put marble countertops in like a, I, I a did, rough I house? I did or? granite. All right, so this, this, <laughs> this was like a, this was the thing. I thought that this property needed central air and it had no duct work. It was a two-story mm. house. I was like, listen, I want to get 150 grand out of this house. It needs central air. So it, it had that old like electric ceiling heat. Are you guys familiar yeah. with oh, that? Yeah. And that was like yep. the only source of heating. So we got with, <laughs> I got with summers heating and cooling. You spent $15,000 on an HVAC system. More than that. You just nailed it. Yeah, it was like, it was about, I, the original bid was like 15, but we ended up putting like 17 or 18 in it. What, how many years ago was that? That was like five years ago. Oh, oh yeah. See, it was 15 yeah. five yeah, years yeah. ago. It's 22 now. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, it was a ton of cutting, and then we had to build all these crazy bulkheads, and it made layouts weird. It was like mm. when you walked in the door, you almost hit your head on a bulkhead, and it was just like, oh, man. Um, and then you got so to redo all the drywall afterwards. Yeah, a lot of drywall work. Um Luckily, I got with some painters and some drywall guys that like were fantastic and helped out a lot there. Um, 
in the beginning, I was like painting a lot of cabinets and like trying to save money by doing stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what we did at that house. Um, just a big learning curve. And then, you know, uh, we pulled some permits for the HVAC. So the inspectors were in there and you know how that oh, gets. Gosh. But we didn't get in any trouble. Uh, we were good. Um, but yeah, I just, I guess where I learned a lot on that deal was I paid too much for the property How much itself. did you pay for it? I paid a hundred, okay. maybe 102. I think we sold it for 145 and I put all of that into it. Mm. Have you been thinking about investing in real estate? It's not like what you see on HGTV. We created a course to show you how to really invest and create a profitable flipping and wholesaling business. We show you where to find the money, how to find the deals, and how to negotiate the deals. We go over live sales calls, including negotiations, scripts, role-playing, and so much more. Everything that you need to know to flip houses is in this course. And if there's a video that we didn't make that you want, we'll make it for you. This knowledge has made us well over a million dollars and it's available right now for $9.97. Click the link below, buy the course. Yeah, that, that makes sense too. Cause like usually ARV wise, if we were gonna buy something like that, we're usually havesies. So we'd yeah. usually buy it for 75. 75. Yeah. And exactly. so even with what all the work that you were saying, doing the work yourself even, yeah. you would have been at 50 all in and then you still would have you know made 25 minus realtor fees, minus taxes, minus you know a handful of other things. For us, that's like a break even deal having other people do the work. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so why did you buy that deal? Was it like fear of missing out? Like what made I you do this? Cause I want to walk through the emotions of yeah. like why people like buy deals like that. Well, okay. So I think I got a pretty good feel for when I walk in a property and it's like, do I like this space? Do I feel mm -hmm. this space? Like, do I see the potential in the space? And I really did. Like I walked in this house. It was a great, it was a, um, split level or two level or two story home. Um, cause this was five years ago. This so this could have been ago. like an Arlington park house. This could have been like up by Dakota, like a Leo house, you know, 150 would buy you a lot five years yeah, ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and even Reagan, she was like, David, I, I don't want to see you pay a hundred for this house. But I was like, no, like, this is the house. This is mm -hmm. the house. Um, but it was at Maple Crest, like Northeast Fort Wayne, okay. which I think is a great area. Yeah. Like, Very I think area. like, it's like the heart of like like suburban Fort Wayne, right? Mm -hmm. Like old school kind Could of. Could have been Imperial Gardens or something. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I guess the main question is, would you do it again now, like looking back, like, or have you done that again where you let your, because it sounds to me like you let your emotions kind of play that one, even though yeah. other people was like, hey, don't do it, don't yeah. do it. The numbers, and that's where like, I feel like uh, Tony and I usually do it very well is, we go more emotional the other way. Man, I don't know, the numbers don't make sense. I don't know if yeah. we want to even do this one, but like, uh, do you? did you end up doing this again where you got into another property and you're like, dude, I bought this for too much? Or did you learn from that? Be like, all right, I'm gonna run the numbers and make sure. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna run the numbers and make sure. Like, okay. I'm not busting my ass for six months to make peanuts. Yep. And so I learned so much, but it, I needed that, you yeah. know? I totally needed that. Um, if I could go back, I would have done the property again, but I wouldn't have spent $17,000 on an HVAC system. Hey, it would have been fine. You yep. know, just, I could have sold it for that much less, you know, just, okay, maybe I wouldn't need 150 grand at that point. Take it for 130 yep. and save myself the headache and just keep the electric ceiling heat. Yeah, and the main thing that I always let people know too is obviously it's easy to speculate on what other people are doing mm -hmm. because like 
you're out here freaking doing stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're making decisions, you're making a lot of decisions and you're you're moving stuff and then obviously every time after it gets done, you're like, all right, what could I have done to make money on that? But as long as you learn the lesson and stuff, then it helps you to get to where you're gonna freaking be doing so many and you already are doing multiple in a year now. So yeah, those lessons do help you to learn because we lost $40,000 on one in the same area in Imperial Gardens. Um, and it was mostly due to mismanagement of contractors. We did buy it for a little bit too much. The funny thing is we bought it for around the same price. We were supposed to be buying it for right around 90 yeah, or we 95. Bought it, we bought it for the right amount, and then when we tried to short sale it with the banks and everything, they kept bumping the price up because they kept reinspecting the property. They had lawyer fees. They had other things pop up where they're like, oh, this has been through foreclosure. The lawyer tacked on this fee, and, and we winterized it, and this and that and the other thing. So we ended up buying it for more than what we originally intended. Yeah. Yep. So when you walk a property now, what do you look for on the property? How do you run your numbers? Like, do you take into consideration your own labor? Like, walk us through that process. Absolutely. Um, so one thing, another thing I've learned, it's always more expensive than what you think it's going to be. Mm -hmm. So, oh, you could do this for 30. It's more like 50 yeah. or 60. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, just double it. Yeah, just, just double it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have to have that feeling. I have to be like, you know, you got to you got to feel the property and be like, wow, this could you got to see the potential and have a vision and be like, this is this is this is the property to go with. Like when you guys gave me the lockbox to stop it, yep. I walked in there. First thing I seen is 10 foot ceilings, open floor plan like this had great characteristic, great charm. Yeah, yeah, it smelled like dead cats in there, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I seen the potential and that's and that's really like how I decide on a, on a property. I gotta feel it, you know, I gotta feel it. This is a cool space. Hmm. That's so funny because I feel like we are way different than that. I literally, whenever I walk into a property, I'm like, okay, how can we leave as much of this the same and do the minimal <laughs> amount of work possible and make as much money as we possibly yeah. can? Like literally my mindset is just a, totally different. I mean, I think Tony, that do you think the same way? Or are you still like, Sometimes I'm envisioning like, okay, if we remove this wall, it'd help a lot, but is that, what I always think about is, is the cost of doing this going to bring that much more profit? For me, it's not about the space, it's not about making it the best, it's about the most profitable. And we always say that, we don't make the best houses, we make the most profitable houses. Well, there, there are some properties too, like when we looked at Redstone, I was like, ooh, I really want that, I think that it has a higher ARV, and Dakota was kinda like, yeah, no, I don't know if we even want it for that. And I was like, dude, this is gonna be a good flip, I yeah. think it's a nice house. But I also said the same thing about the one that we lost a bunch of money on, so. Yeah. Sometimes I like the, you know, if it's like, I don't know, for some reason, 1970s, 1980s builds, they just feel quality. Yeah. Like they used good wood when they built them. And that they're like sturdy as heck. And they've already got a lot of like awesome features about them to where it's like, oh man, this is not going to take that much work in order to like make it nice. It's already nice. Yeah. We just have to fix all of the issues with it right now. Yeah. yeah. I've learned now uh, that if Tony says it's a good deal, it's a steal usually, <laughs> like 90% of the time. If Tony says it's a good deal, it's like, oh, it's a real smoking deal, and I just need to say yes to it, because uh, yeah, on Redstone, that ended up being like one of our biggest flips uh, at the time. Um, well, we, we sort of got lucky with this other property too, because it was a commercial space, uh -huh. and uh, it was zoned commercial, but it wasn't commercial. They were using it as an office, and it was a sleep doctor who was operating out of this property, 
and they had basically made it so that he had like four patient rooms in the back so i mean it could be an office or it could be like a nine bedroom but it only had like one and a half baths or something yeah and it was right next to planned parenthood so the folks who bought it supposedly bought it because they wanted to provide people with an alternative to planned parenthood and it was conveniently oh wow one fence line away from that property uh-huh. so when we bought that one we fixed the roof before we even bought it kind of trusting the folks oh, wow. who were selling it to yeah, us yeah. and then uh we were able to get it for cheaper than what their tax liens on the property was which wow. was another crazy thing about it but we sold that one quickly and that was one that dakota's kind of like ah uh, what do you think about this one? And I was like, dude, price per square foot, we're doing freaking great. Yeah, uh, that house is amazing looking. And like, worst case scenario, I guess we'll just like one of us will move into it, <laughs> or we'll turn it into an Airbnb or sleeping rooms or something. Because that that house is so cool. But I didn't know what it was gonna bring, and we ended up getting like four hundred k for it. Wow. Yeah, so we made one hundred and fifty thousand. On that one, I'm on trying to find. Oh, that did not need here. It work. is, bro. That's oh, awesome. this is what I was looking for. I want to show you this. All right, let's get your reaction on camera too. Yes. Do you hear? Listen to what she said. There's cat turds and dead cats. Don't quit looking at that shit. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like, quit, quit looking she's at like, that. Well, don't look at it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, don't look at that. But that's Stoplet, dude. So it's funny when you said dead cats and it smells yeah. like that. There's literally were like dead cats and stuff in you there. You like told me there's like you like yeah like there's some ozonator in there or something. Yeah, I, was like, I don't even know what that meant. But all <laughs> I know is like the windows were open and it was January. It was freezing for like two weeks and it still smelled in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, so that ozone machine that's usually gonna get out smells. But dude, if you breathe that in you'll die so that's really? why we had to like if we if when i heard you going over that, i'm like oh let's open it up because yeah. uh we don't want him dying yeah. yeah i i was looking up how ozone works it's like a, a particle it's an o3 particle uh-huh. but one of the oxygens is like very willing to break off if it can find something to bond to yeah so it literally like bonds to things in the air and then neutralizes the smell like it'll kill them wow but your body doesn't know how to breathe O3 because it's used to breathing O2. Uh-huh. So we've been in a property where we've been running ozone constantly. And, you know, car dealerships will do it if the car smells like weed or something like yeah, that. Yeah. They'll, run, they'll yeah. run ozone for a little while in the, in the vehicle to get that smell out. But if you end up in a house that is running ozone, your lungs will start to hurt. And then several minutes later your chest will hurt it'll be hard to breathe you'll be like dude i got like some really advanced form of covid or something like you'll be wow. it'll last yeah. like an hour you'll be like you'll have a That's headache crazy. body aches you'll feel like absolute garbage so if you see a machine that's kind of like blasting some stuff and the, yeah. the house kind of smells a little funny and you're not sure what it is uh it's probably ozone be careful yeah with ozone yeah, you guys like it. rented that thing or something no or? we we buy them. one yeah, yeah they're like 100 nice. bucks oh okay mm-hmm. yeah they're worth some, it some some people have air purifiers i told this one lady i was like hey just so you know like your air purifier could be killing you she was like having lung problems and i was like it's probably your air purifier because yeah. it had ozone built into the air purifier yeah. she just ran it nonstop at her house like instead of running it when the air smelled bad yeah yeah not good but yeah Dang. i would definitely recommend one of those especially get out that smell but yeah 
Yeah. Well, I think it's gone now. Hopefully, it's gone now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, you do, like, did you seal it up with some like kills, like some yeah, oil-based so paints too? Yeah. So actually, when when they had him spray, everything got sprayed white primer, and then like they sprayed the ceilings and they sprayed the floors on the way out. So mm -hmm. like the entire thing got like sealed and then painted, new floors, new carpets. So that smell is gone. Good. It almost smells like new construction. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. How many uh, like rehabs did you do last year for you personally and then how many did you do for other people just so we get an idea about like you know what you're doing yeah so last year it was kind of a slow year probably like three or four flips okay. and i did a couple projects i teamed up with um jordan wildman we flipped the house together oh really what yeah. one uh fairfield oh you guys flipped it? well he flipped it to himself because he he originally got into it. He's like, I want to flip this duplex. And he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to keep it and refinance it. I think he paid like 100 probably put like 50 into it, and then it appraised for like two two fifteen or something like that. Wow. And he pulled that cash out equity and then rented it out. So kept it in his portfolio. Basically, like I said, flipped it to himself, pulled that equity out, and then and then. I didn't know you it. guys partnered on that. He told yeah. me that you were doing some work over there, but he didn't tell me that you guys partnered on it. So did you just get paid out of that? Well, no. Or? So he kind of just subcontracted me as the the GC. Okay. So like we needed a new porch. Uh, we did uh, the walls, crown molding, brand new kitchen, all new cabinets, countertops, refreshed the bathroom, painted everything, trim. Um, basically like a full rehab on that place. Yeah. And I work a lot with... Um, when I work with him with Ruby, his wife, and she's incredible. Like yeah. she, she's like on top of it. Oh, yeah, like decision making, boom, boom, boom. And that took us about two months or so. And then there was one, so really what slowed me up last year was we were flipping a house on Senate Avenue and um, we, got, we got in trouble by the building department. Mm. We needed more, they came in, we pulled a permit for like a gas line and then the, the, the inspector came in there and he like seen a bunch of other work and he's like, okay, you need, you need all these other contractors. So that slowed, that slowed me down a bit, oh, yeah. but we ended up selling that house, did great on it. Um, I think we sold it for like 187 and this was honestly like part of this deal was one of the best ones that I did. You guys know Drew, the flying investor? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So he, so I get this ranch. Uh, so he posts this ranch on Facebook, and it's a three bedroom, one bath ranch, and he was asking like forty two thousand dollars for the property, right? Jeez. And so it was completely shot though. Like the entire, like all the subfloor, uh, all the floor joists had to be replaced. The whole thing basically was rotted. Okay. But um, I'm working on this deal with him, and he's like, yeah. So um, the, the owner has eight lots that she's going to sell with the property i was like eight lots and the property for 42k i was like wow that that's incredible um and then there was some back and forth like i guess like so we're about to close it and then she's like oh i'm not selling it with the lots i'm selling it with the lots i'm like okay here's extra money for the lots like i really want these lots this was this is what intrigues me about this deal right um so we ended up closing that deal and i got the house with the eight lots so I paid 42000 for the house with the lots, and then I ended up Reagan listing the lots, and I sold the lots for 42000 Wow. So I basically got the house for free Wow. after liquidating the lots. I did put over hundred k into that property, but it was still one of the best deals that yeah. I've probably done. Holy was flipping lots. So what was your net profit? That one, after everything was said and done, probably like 40. Wow. 
That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it took that's a while crazy. though. How long did it take you? That one, so that was like a s- six or seven months because we got Sheesh. shut down by the building department. Had to get all new permits, and that helped. Um, that that was like a turning point when I was like, okay, I got to get my own license because I can't be relying on all these other contractors to pull these permits. So that was like helped mm-hmm. push me to get that license. When you, so when you say you made forty thousand dollars profit, what do you? Like, it's always difficult whenever you're doing the work yourself. What do you take into consideration that you pay yourself? Or do you even take that out of the equation of profit? Or, like, are you still considering that profit? Or, like, how do you evaluate that in your head? I just, honestly, like, everything I make, I pay my mortgages, my cars, all that stuff. But, like, everything I make on a flip, I just continue to reinvest. Yeah. Like, that 40k is going to the next flip to the next flip to the next flip and like i've had tunnel vision for the last four or five years and just everything has been reinvested yep gotcha do you take uh like what is your hourly that you like to think that you're worth or like do you have do you ever do that math at all well because i'm the owner and i do it per deal i look at it per deal like how many months did i spend here to make how much profit yep gotcha and then you just divide it out and you're like all right like my work like my workers you know, they're an hourly rate and I pay them a good hourly rate. Um, so they kind of know what they're at. You know, every Friday is payday where I might not get paid for four months. So mm-hmm. it's like I have to budget, you know, accordingly and I have multiple flips going on at once. So everything's super crucial. Yeah. Like every material, every hour, every day, it's like you. I have to see that progress. You know what I mean? If I'm yep. paying them a thousand bucks a day, I got to see. Fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars of work that day to yep. justify everything. Are you letting deals fall through the cracks because you don't have good systems in place? We've been there before, and honestly, we've tried several different CRMs, and RE Simply has been the absolute best. RE Simply tracks your KPIs, does automatic follow-ups for you, and even records incoming phone calls. The system is very easy to use, and honestly, it has more features than we even know what to do with. If you're looking for a great CRM, try RE Simply today. Click the link in the description below. Check it out now. Yep, we we do the same thing, except (laughs) for like we're not paying hourly. So when you were back in the restaurant business, there's some... uh, a customer service aspect to it, right? Yeah. Where like people can kind of treat you like garbage, and you're supposed to like smile and like yeah, yeah. be like, oh yeah, I, I'm right. only I've only been working twelve hours. I'll go back <laughs> there and like make your eggs a little bit different than how I just did. Uh, there's is. Do you feel like uh, the shift now into real estate is different than that, where you're more of the boss and you don't have to like answer to people as much? Do you like that freedom more? Or does part of you still wish you were back in the restaurant business because you like miss the camaraderie and the community and that sort of thing? Not really. Like I kind of take that and, and utilize it, like I said, in the business. Um, I, I would find myself in the end of my restaurant career, like getting really frustrated with like the bosses and like making the numbers and the PL and just like getting frustrated with it. And really what happened, so I was working two jobs when I first came out here. I was doing the food service and then I was starting with the real estate on the side. Mm. And what happened in 2020 and when everything got shut down, it was like March, 2020, I got laid off from my, my food service job. And that's when I was like, okay, now is like my opportunity to go in this thing like full time full swing and i never really went back after that like and we also didn't know how like the market was going to be with all that shutdown stuff and it was just ironic that we were listing a house we had like an open house that day like 
that everything got shut down and it was like we didn't know me and reagan were like what the heck we don't know what's going to happen and like that house sold for like ten thousand more than like asking price we're like holy crap this is great for real estate <laughs> like, yeah. you know and then just everything got so crazy um but yeah like i guess i don't miss working for the man like and 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 you know that that whole structure i was just getting frustrated with it at the end but again, yeah. I still try to apply in those same morals of running a business as I did in the restaurant business as I do the real estate business. Yeah, it's funny because everybody everybody does this to a certain extent. You use your background to help you to achieve what you want to achieve in the future. So it's always like nice. And then the, the, the negative side of it, though, that I do see with a lot of older people is they also use trauma to stop them from doing the same thing or like they're like... Uh, they'll be scared to do something because of something that happened in their past. So it's crazy how it can either be a strength or a weakness, depending on how you tend to deal with it or what you think actually caused the problem or caused the solution. That is kind of funny if they're like, well, I, I don't want to make the same mistake twice. It's like, well, it's different this time because you're the boss. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, but I think about... Um, like car sales, I mean, it, it definitely gave me very similar like what you're talking about, a path where it came from a different side. And then so everybody always talks to me about uh, I was going to be basically working in a trailer factory and like doing the physical labor and stuff. And then I wonder if I would have just came at real estate from another angle, very similar to you, where I'm like, all right, now I know how to do the construction. Now we know how to do it this way. And like just still got into the same thing, going the same path, but just going a different way. But it's cool to use everything that you learned and now you're systematizing. Yeah. I've never heard anybody like talk about it like food and like supplies. Yeah. Like that's a cool way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I like that analogy. So how is your operation different from some of our friends and competitors and that sort of thing? What's your organization look like today? Today? Um, so I guess I guess we kind of do have our own thing. Like when we go into a property and like you said, a lot of people, they just try to do like the more minimal thing to get the most of our profit, which is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, I guess just at this point, it's like I've found a better success rate if I go all in and take those walls out and redo those kitchens and like get, you know, get that buy that potential buyer to like walk in there and fall in love. Mm -hmm. um, than I do just trying to to put it together like, you know, so in the beginning, it wasn't like that. Like I we wouldn't have such intense rehabs like we wouldn't do all the framing and the LVLs and, and all that type of stuff. So I feel like, I don't know if a lot of other people in this area are doing it to the extent that we are as far as the, the rehabs go. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess that kind of separates us mm -hmm. is that we go all in on those things and just a lot. I think the last five flips we've done have been like complete gut jobs to the studs and like all new electric, all new plumbing, like, Every house has got everything brand new. Jeez. Yeah. Did you do that to Fairfield too? Uh, the one that Jordan's? we no, the one that we sold you because we sold yeah, you one on Fairfield absolutely. too. Absolutely. Um, so we put an LVL up. Um, all new. There was a bunch of knob and tube wiring in there. Mm -hmm. Had to get all re-ran. We relocated um, plumbing for bathrooms. Did the quartz countertops, brand new cabinets, all that stuff. Jeez. Yeah. And the return for me was great because it's like okay you like talking rough numbers so I, I don't even remember what we paid for that 
it was like 72 yeah, or something, something. you sold it to me yeah. i probably aggressively put 60k into it in two or three months and we sold it for 192. wow sold fairfield yeah that's awesome yeah yeah we were so that's kind of my model yep I was guesstimating that we were going to put in about the same, but we we're going to use a lot different material than what you were going to do, and we we're going to do a lot less. But I was guesstimating somewhere between 50 and 60. And then when when we evaluate it, I also look at the time. So again, like you said, the time. And like so I take that into consideration. Okay, it's going to take us, you know, probably for our guys, somewhere around four months to do the rehab on that. It's not worth it for us. We can just yeah. go make a quick ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, move on, and then now we're gonna go do the other one that takes us thirty days that we can make the same forty thousand dollars on. So like those ones, that's how we kind of think is like, I don't even dude, I don't I don't fall in love with the house. Yeah. I fall in love with business in general. So yeah, I love that you do have a different philosophy though, because you there is a need for that. And the funny thing is from seeing how you remodeled that one, we started doing like more accent walls and changing our <laughs> colors up and stuff. So like you influenced us to change our flips and like, all right, how can we step up the game, but do it cost effectively? That's great. And I feel like how you scaled your business too. You guys are doing a lot more volume too. Mm -hmm. So we're doing less flips a year, but a little more intense flips. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and you make them like, nice so that's awesome thank you i appreciate yeah, that. yeah they're beautiful <laughs> how do you how do you keep everything organized um man just thinking it out you know take my time at night like i think in the day things are so busy and so crazy and then like kind of at night i can just reflect and like put my ducks in a row and be like okay this has to happen to have this have to happen this has to happen mm -hmm. that's how it's got to get done What's the, do you use like uh, calendars and then like Google Docs or like how do you keep track of all that stuff? Or like, do you use anything or? Just, just the calendar of my phone. Like if I need to do something, put it in there. Wow. Execute it, yeah. That's crazy. I feel like you're the kind of person that just like does a whole lot at once and then just like knocks out like 90% of it. Like you have to, <laughs> otherwise there's no way you can keep it all straight. You talk about like getting all the materials and stuff. If you didn't like have an entire way to keep track of all of it, you're probably just knocking it all out at once. Yeah. Is that how you kind of do it? Yeah. So honestly, like how I tr track purchases is <laughs> just in my iPhone notes. So each, each flip has its own note categories be yep. like okay fairfield every time there's an expense for that lumber cabinets labor everything goes in there it basically i put where i bought it how much and the date so at the end of the flip i'm like okay i spent exactly sixty three thousand on this with the purchase price so i know exactly where my numbers are at yep. i should probably get a little more organized and like hire somebody to do it or whatever but how it's been working is just every time i make a purchase i track that yep pulling data lists like vacant houses mortgage foreclosures and tax delinquent properties is important to direct to seller marketing batch leads is the main platform where we store our sellers data and skip trace owners for their phone numbers, emails, and addresses. On other platforms, you end up having to pay twice for the same contact if you've already skip traced it. My favorite thing about batch leads is that if you've skip traced a contact once, you never have to pay for that contact again. Batch leads has SMS texting campaigns, direct mail marketing, and driving for dollars app integrated in a simple to use interface. Click the link below and try batch leads today. Yeah, we do something very similar. We just put in Google Sheets instead Google of our Sheets. notes. But yeah, it's yeah. very, very similar. We just, every time we track it, we have it tracked in multiple places, which is nice because then you can double check it. Oh, yeah. maybe I forgot one or something like that. But we, 
obviously you're doing it so you know you're not going to miss one when you have other people that are yeah. like keeping track of it for you then it's like all right let's double check it against quickbooks against our expenses and then we're going to see both but yeah i think it's a great way to track it still yeah. like dave dave sussman the only contractor to only make one trip per job to the that's the worst part of it so i did my house and dude how many times i had to go to the freaking oh place God. especially when you're doing plumbing yeah you do like one fitting and you know it throws it off you're like all i need is this one little l and then you have the l going the wrong way and, and you're, like, you're trying to tell the people and they're like oh yeah no no that should work and then you you're like i don't think so yeah. and you get back there and you're like gosh dang it i was right yeah then yeah. you get the you get the you're looking at one size on one part then it's a different size on the other and i'm like dude I'm about to freak out you know, it's by your day. fifth time. When you go to the Home Depot three times in one day. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, on the fifth time, that's when I'm, like, about to spaz, and I'm usually pretty, like, controlled. But, like, by the fifth time, I'm like, dude, I'm pissed. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of pissed now that, like, I just start buying everything. Then I'm like, I'm yeah. buying, yeah, I'm buying all of it. Yeah, return it, right? That's me, that's me from the beginning, but then I don't want to go return it. I'm just like, yeah, I'll buy five and then get the one that works. Yeah, we'll use this sometime in the future yeah. so let's just save it all in a box somewhere <laughs> do the same thing that's awesome dave what's your biggest struggle right now biggest struggle um i guess like the sky is the limit with real estate right so it's like capital if you have more capital you can flip more houses do more rehabs mm. um i mean i'm good where i'm at you know i got a couple going on right now but i mean you, you could use another you know half mil to grow the business, right? So I think capital is one of those things. Great news, Dave. The next three Real Estate Investor Association meetings are gonna be about where to get the money. Capital, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, because yeah, I think uh, I was thinking about it too. I'm like, that's where we, I think Tony and I get the most questions is how do you guys yeah. fund this uh, whole thing? Um, and so, yeah, the next one's going to be about how to get private money. We're going to bring Jay Redding in. And, uh, nice. yeah, I think it'll be very helpful. So, yeah, it's definitely come to that. And he's going to he's gonna tell us how he got them, what he says to them, like all of that stuff. So hopefully By the time helps. this podcast comes out, it'll be too late. So you'll have to catch the banking one or yeah. the, uh, what was creative the other? Financing. Creative financing. Yep, because there's, there's so many different ways to fund a deal, man. Yeah. And, like, uh, yeah, honestly, I'm freaking out right now about funding a deal because, like, I was literally doing the math last night. We literally need half a million dollars within the next uh, 30 days for, like, down payment, freaking construction on that new commercial building we're buying, and then freaking taxes. So I'm like, dang it, dude. Like, uh, it's kind of overwhelming. And then every time you think you got it figured out or you have enough money, you always need more. That's the funny thing is, like, People don't realize that you could be making, like you're talking, you make forty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars on these flips. Same thing with us, but then you don't have the money because again, it goes into the next one, and it's there's always a cost. So that's what people I think don't really realize when they hear these numbers. Like you made this much and you still don't have any money, dude. When you get into this, you're gonna realize it's very capital intensive. Um, so yeah, having a good private money lender, and honestly, you almost need like five hundred thousand. You think it's a lot? You need unlimited. Like seriously, you need unlimited that's money. That's because yeah. if you can get unlimited money, then you can make more money as long as you keep your same mindset and like know that the money doesn't solve your problems, just a tool to use to make more money. Exactly, a hundred percent accurate. Yeah, you couldn't say it any better. Like I said, same thing. Everything's reinvested. Like you make forty thousand on a flip, but hey, you might have a sixty thousand dollar week in construction and purchase prices. So it's like, as 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 quick as it comes, as quick as it goes out. But you got to look at the the big picture. A hundred percent. 
Yeah, and so just so everybody knows, they're like, okay, if that's the case, when do you make money? When you stop. You retire. Yes. That's sell when you, the properties off and get a place in Florida. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. When you stop flipping, that's when you make the money. But until then, it just goes on the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. So you can make profit and not have any money. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Like uh, maybe a year and a half ago, Ryan Pineda was like, yeah, you guys are doing real estate where like you have to, you know, it's so capital intensive and that sort of thing. You guys should have like a business. <laughs> we were like, wait. This is future flipper, you know, this is wealthy investor. I thought I thought this was all about real estate. And Ryan was kinda like, Yeah, I mean, real estate's a great vehicle for making money, but really, like, you guys need some sort of active income on the side that doesn't require as much overhead. Yeah. And like planning and scheduling monies out, because that's why you guys are feeling broke. Yep. What uh what do you like more? Do you like being a contractor more or do you like flipping a house more? Or do you think they're the same thing for you? I like I like being an investor, but I also like to build and get my hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess I... If you could only pick if, one. If I could pick one, man, I guess investor. Okay. Yeah. How come? I like the orchestrating of everything, mm-hmm. coordinating. I like, you know, making money on the deals and, and buying and buying properties, selling properties. That's super exciting stuff. The d- designing the houses too, like I like to design them. That, that's fun yeah. for me. That's awesome. We're coming up on uh, time just because we started this podcast a little bit late. So we're cutting Dave a little bit short on this one. But we have a, a final question we asked. Sure. Have you heard the final question before? I don't know. You didn't watch the podcast that, that long. You didn't get to the very end of, of ours. So uh, this is a, a legacy message. So it's Dave Sussman's final message to the world. You're on your deathbed. You're 100 years old. You're about ready to die. And there's a message that you're going to give to the world. It could be like a billboard in Times Square. It could be a sentence or a paragraph or a quote doesn't have to be your original idea but something that really resonates with you that you're like yeah that's my mark that I want to leave on the world some piece of advice or a message you feel the world needs to hear it's your legacy message and uh what is it and that <laughs> that's it live every day like it's your last cuz it's not guaranteed mhm so should I go spend all the money then? Yeah. <laughs> all the money. I was like, enjoy it because, you know, you just never know. You could get hit by a bus, get cancer, die, you know, and it's like if you didn't have the best day that you could that day, then, you know, that's it. You got you to gotta, you gotta every day just enjoy it while we can on this earth, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. It's always hard to do that, I feel like being present, especially when you're future focused, you know what I mean? Whenever yeah. the next deal's in the flip, you gotta close this one and you gotta do this one. It's like, dude, it's hard to be like, all right, I'm here. Let's just be happy to be here. Yeah. That's tough. Do you struggle with that? Um, yes and no. Like, I'm very thankful. Like, I say this, I I was very blessed in this life, right? I feel like my next life, I'm gonna come back as like a, a fly on a cow's ass in India because I was so <laughs> blessed in this one. <laughs> You really believe that? I really believe that. Like, I'm be fucked at my next one. You know, so. I like it. So, uh, are there any? Oh, uh, how can people get a hold of you? 
Um, uh, Instagram, we got Leo's Listings, uh, at Leo's Listings, or Facebook, David Sussman. Um, anyone wants to, you know, construction projects or, you know, investing, flipping houses in this area, just, just reach out to me, send me a message. I like I'm it. available. Except for don't take them from us because we need them. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, how can our listeners, uh, oh, any final thoughts you want to share with our listeners? Um, just keep learning, you know, as much as you can, other people's experiences and, and, and get out there and, you know, get, try to get your hands dirty and, and just get involved if this is something you want to be a part of because it's growing and there's a ton of opportunity for, for everyone out there. Mm-hmm. I like it. Cool. Well, thank you again for coming on, man. Thank you guys. It's been yeah. a pleasure. Yeah, that was awesome. And thank you guys for watching. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.